Hey, uh, hey, Maggie, I thought about you because I drove through Amarillo, Texas. Nice. And uh, Aaron started to hum a George Strait, a, a George Strait song. It's such a good one. Amarillo by morning, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. And it reminded me of your parents, Aww. who are who are awesome, and uh, oh, your mom, who's not ugly. <laughs> Thanks. It's where I get my really good looks. Mm-hmm. What the hell is going on? What are you? <laughs> this is a weird thing that's been happening. I remember the first time Luke told me that he was like, "Your mom is like really attractive," and I was like, "That is so <laughs> weird. I can't even put words to that. Like, I she's just don't really even know pretty. what to say." You're like, your she's dad. really pretty. <laughs> she is. She's just a really pretty lady. Thanks. Like, but like really, really. <laughs> yeah. But it's like, Does he say it with without being breathy though? Like There's nothing uh, that yeah. like Luke says about like who he thinks is attractive that isn't a little bit creepy. You know what I mean? <laughs> There's always oh, an man. element of like creepiness associated with that. <laughs> hey, and it hey, just hey. like goes up a couple notches when it's about your mother, your sisters, your cousin, <laughs> like which Luke has definitely hit on everyone basically in those categories. Yeah, it's true actually. Yeah. Luke, I'm proud of you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> this was all before Aaron, pre-Aaron, yeah, P.E. P.E. Now I'm just a boring, I'm boring. Now, now I'm just you're in the boring... best days of your life, Luke. <laughs> yes, according to some, apparently. That's <laughs> true. Uh, no, uh, or, or according to Luke in the the three-hour marathon episode, I'm just really mourning my bachelorhood. I'm just <laughs> really mourning my bachelorhood. Luke, you must have said that five or six times. I drank so much. I drank so I think much. After that episode, I sent a message to Father Dan Hess, and he never responded back, so I'm like, oh, I'm too afraid to read it. Say? It must just be a drunken ramble. Oh. I was like, man, I miss you, buddy. You're great. Well, that's nice of you. <laughs> I'm sure. Said. At like one in the morning, I'm sure he was probably in probably able to figure out what that was all about uh, he's in rome he's fine um oh, cool fine. so should i get us started do you want to get us started how about maggie how about you start maggie you in, you introduce us yeah we're, we're always doing the heavy lifting here oh yeah Helps out a bit um well i could go back to the if i could find the facebook messages that we are like the facebook descriptions that we had written for each other you know when i was like i don't even remember <laughs> what i had written about you Gomer, I would, I don't know. I, there's just too much to say. Why don't you talk about the literal Facebook message that, uh, (laughs) that we discovered when I tried to message you about this episode. Uh, and I realized that, you know, Facebook links all the old messages. We had one (laughs) message from 2006. That's like, (laughs) that's like day one of Facebook for me. Yeah. That is still like in the testing phase. I'm sure. Yeah. So you were like, so Gomer like responds to this and he's like, yeah, hey, like, let's, you know, like, talk about the podcast or whatever. And P.S., thanks for praying for me back in 2006. Like, we were both kind of like, I wonder what that was all about. Because my message was like, it seemed <laughs> as though something wonder. serious had happened. Because I was like, Gomer, I'm so sorry to hear the news or whatever it was. Like, Hey, um, you know what I think it was? What? You know what I think it was? Gomer I think dunked. in the great vein of Luke and his relationship with you as your, as his breakup recovery specialist (laughs) i think that was one of the many times i broke up with shannon and was like uh what was me better try (laughs) to tell a very pretty girl that i'm in distress so maybe uh i don't know maybe she'll pray I just changed my Facebook picture to, to one of the crucifix. Oh, God. oh my gosh. I remember that. I just like, I remember being like, wow, like it is 
Like, nothing is that bad in my life right now that I would put the crucifixion as my <laughs> profile. Okay, let me, let, me, let me just explain even further what I did. Uh, Shannon, Shannon did not unfollow me on Facebook, so the only way I could get a message to her was that it would have to be forced in her news feed. So I would up, she changed her profile picture to, like, praying hands. And I changed my profile picture to the Stations of the Cross. <laughs> and just and one of them, kept getting worse. I know. I know. And the, the best one was, the one that was on there the longest was, Jesus is stripped of his garments. Okay. And I was like, Lord, you have stripped everything away from me. Woe is me. I was very, very biblical in my, uh, yeah, I mean, very that's, biblical in my That's um, a great way to embrace, you know, your suffering. But I was like, oh my gosh, wow. I just remember there were a couple times where I was like, Wow, Gomer changes Facebook picture to the crucifixion. <laughs> like, and it's not Lent. You know what I mean? Like, it was just one of those things. <laughs> it's not Lent. <laughs> so we knew something was happening. So I'm sure it was probably related to that. Oh, that's fine. Something has gone awry in Gomer's life. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm sure, Luke, you probably told me one night, like, in the middle of, like, you know, all of your relationship sagas, you're like, oh, yeah, P.S., like, Gomer and Shannon broke up, or, you know, whatever. And who knows? 10 years, no, 11 years ago now. That was so long ago. <laughs> okay, so if everyone hasn't guessed, this is our buddy Maggie Smith. We, oh, sorry, our buddy Ma- um, Jane Smith. Uh, sorry, why, do you be, why do you want to be anonymous? Is there a reason? I don't necessarily feel like I need to be anonymous. You can say my name. That's fine. You could just call what me Mary, Maggie. So is Mary? that fine? Well, because technically yeah, we my name Maggie. is Mary Margaret. It's true. So my real name is Mary Smith, which is so boring, but you can... If if your real name is Mary Margaret, how are you not already a nun? (laughs) Yeah, I know. Like every... (laughs) Actually, I'll tell you this. I feel like my parents gave me like a one up in the world on like asserting my Catholic identity in the world because anytime I go to a new job, they're like, get a load of this new girl. Her name is Mary Margaret. And like instantly, like I'm like (laughs) pegged as the Catholic person at work or like wherever I go. So... People are always like, oh, you know, like, are you a nun? Whatever. I'm, I guess I'm halfway there. I mean, you guys, I'm 32 and single, so who knows? It could still be a possibility. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> so, yeah, but you can call. I mean, I'm, I'm on this, like, you don't have to, like, I'm be I'm 32. Honest. I'm single. My name is Mary Margaret, and <laughs> yeah. I look very flattering in solid colors. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Especially black, gray, or white. So we'll see how that goes. Hey, I think that, like, that all nuns need to have a great need to have a great smile, and you've got a and you've got a great smile. Oh, name, so. thanks, Luke. That's what there you say you to go. every single girl. Like, oh, honey, Damn you straight. have like a great smile. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's what I used to say. Yeah. No. Oh, all right. <laughs> I feel like you probably said other things than that, but that's fine. <laughs> what? Okay, never mind. So. Uh, Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to our episode (laughs) with our friend Maggie from college, who's going to talk to us about how much Luke emotes in her life. Maggie? (laughs) Exactly. Well, guys, this is going to be a long episode. We started way back when, and Luke is basically um, emoting in just the same way that he was when he was a college student. So we can talk about that a little bit today. Just nice. now we gave him a microphone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so <laughs> He now has an yes. audience and a following for all of his... Um, College glory <laughs> stories, I guess. <laughs> That's not true. It's so true. It's so true. 
So I thought it'd be really cool to have you on the the podcast. We actually recorded an episode, but my apartment made a whole bunch of stupid noises, so we're doing it again. And but we get to do it this time with Gomer, so that's okay. Hey, hey I guess. kids! Yay! <laughs> I'm sorry, everyone. Um, so, so we we I I thought it'd be cool to have you on here. One because we have a really great a rapport, and you're a really cool person. And two, just kind of talk a little bit about I think what is and. I would say a big problem within young adult Catholic culture here in America. And that's, um, it's, there's this weird kind of almost like a, we're scared to be single. And I thought that you are a great example of a person who is currently, who's, uh, uh, currently single and just like how you, and I just, I think, how um, how you live is just a really this is me just like rambling right now. So let's just back up a bit. Um, Maggie, you're way- single and you're good at it. Let's talk. Yeah, that's, 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 no, oh, thanks so much, guys. Let's. I think you're a really good example of trying uh, to live a a vocation with joy. Thanks. I thought it'd be cool to have you on. I'm happy to be here. Yeah. So, why don't you tell us, just like, like, tell everyone a little bit about, just like, you know, in twenty seconds, who are you? Oh, all these big questions. Um, who am I in twenty seconds? I am um, your guys' friend from college. I am the oldest five kids. I'm thirty two. I work in marketing. I live in Cleveland, um, and I am living my little Catholic life here in the great state of Ohio. Yeah, are you a Cavs fan? I'm trying trying to re- remember that. Okay, Don't worry, that's a basketball. Here's team. the thing: like, I am oh. not really like a huge sports fan, but like this, you guys, vindicated this has been like the most amazing Cleveland year like ever. I think, and so I can tell you like three Cavs players' names, but like aside from that, I'm like a huge Cavs fan. You know, like it's just everyone <laughs> is like all on like the Cleveland train right now, and so it's super exciting to be part of that but I mean do I watch basketball no like do I you know do I know any of the rules no but I love the Cavs it's that kind of situation it's your turn Gomer to ask a question do you like stuff? No. So, <laughs> so one of the things. So the funny thing was, you and Luke had recorded this three-hour epic episode. We're two and a half hours. Where you and Luke going? Do you remember that one time? <laughs> um, yeah, that's not true. No, it probably actually Ugh. was true. Yes, and so you literally devoted an hour and fifteen minutes to <laughs> telling three Luke stories. <laughs> one of which you got slapped in the face in Lazoo. Another one where you ditched her, and yet, but you claimed that you didn't ditch her. Yeah, we analyzed <laughs> was... two like very different versions of the same story and tried to come right. to some sort of conclusion, which I think was unsuccessful. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I think Luke's reconciling was he had long legs, so he wasn't really running away. <laughs> yeah. He was just taking a step or two. Anywho, the, uh, the, the thing that we wanted to have on the show is because there is, for people who are devout Roman Catholics, they tend to view... There's an element of of fear, of desperation um, surrounding being single. Yeah. Some people feel like singleness is a, you know, failed vocation or, you know, and and there's a lot of people who are single who don't in any way, shape or form want to be. There are people who really want to be single. There are consecrated virgins who aren't. 
um, you know, in a religious order, or people who live under a rule for, you know, third orders and whatnot. But we wanted to have you on here because, number one, you're a normal human being. Thanks. In the loosest way you could say that. <laughs> yeah. Number two, you're, uh, but you're, you're, I mean, you're a friend, but you also, you're living a single life, you're dating, you're normal, you're a wonderful person. Um, in the three-hour episode, you really did, I think, an amazing job kind of talking about um, what keeps you, like, are you striving to get married? Are you fine with being single and the things in between? I think Luke and you had a great a great conversation about that because Luke lived, when he was in his tw- the roaring 20s of Luke in <laughs> they were Eureka. Roaring. And, yeah. Uh, you guys had a really great conversation going back and forth about um, – like loving the single life and all that stuff. So I just wanted you guys to kind of touch on those things now under uh, that you've already had a dry run through mm-hmm. it. Uh, <laughs> maybe we can talk about it a little bit better. Although now I feel like this conversation is so unnatural. We're like, okay, <laughs> no. let's recreate just what repeat we did. everything we said before. Um, well, I'll... Go ahead. You want to start, Max? Yeah. Well, I mean, I sure I can start. Um, yeah. I mean, I I totally get that whole idea of like. Gilmore, what you were talking about earlier about like, I think there are absolutely moments, especially the older that you get. I think that when you're in your 20s, like everyone just kind of generally whines and complains about like, you know, like I'm going to get married, especially like coming out of Franciscan, like everybody gets married and not everyone, but there are a lot of people who get married really young, like right out of college. And so I think that like, you know, everyone's just kind of like waiting for their turn to come. And then I think particularly like as you get older and, you know, like dating gets like a lot harder and, um, and you're not totally sure like what's going to happen with those things. I can definitely understand that sense of like fear or like, I mean, desperation is not necessarily a word I want to associate with, but that feeling of just like a little bit panic stricken, like I definitely get that because you're thinking like, where is my life going to kind of go? Um, But Luke, I think one of the things you and I were talking about the first time around was just that like really in any vocation, there is that sense of like, this isn't what I expected my life to look like, you know, whether that means you're 32 and you're single or like if you're married and you, you know, like just even in our own like circle of friends right now, there've been so many tragic things that have happened in the last, like even in the last year. But like, if we think since we've graduated, I mean, there've been so many tragic things that have happened to just such amazing people that I'm sure that all of them at some point have thought like, this is not how I ever thought my life would turn out to be. And I think it's just like in any vocation, you know, you always have the opportunity to, you know, exercise trust and like faith and hope that, you know, that there's a plan for your life and that in uncertain times, you know, God is taking you somewhere. But um, I think there are a lot of challenges unique to being single at this age. But I mean, I think ultimately, like it kind of comes down to like, am I only going to love God if he gives me what I want, like when I want it or you know, like, can I mm-hmm. kind of be comfortable with, like, uncertainty or um, or just, like, not knowing, you know, where, you know, where God wants me to be in some of these big, in these big, I guess, questions or in these big um, areas of my life. I don't know if that makes sense or if that was too rambling, yeah. but. Yeah, <laughs> way too real, too real. Um, <laughs> where, <laughs> where would you say. So you said, you know, can I find comfort? Do do you find comfort in Christ in the middle of being single and in your 30s when you see a lot, not all, but a lot of your friends already married, having kids? What What is the, I don't know, where where would you say you're at in your relationship with Christ when these kind of, you know, milestones are happening? Sure. And, 
Do you yeah. feel like you're in limbo or do you feel like, no, my life has purpose and meaning right now. I'm not waiting necessarily for something. I think like if there is a both and option on that question, I think I'd probably take that because yes, like I know that like I do deeply, deeply believe that even as a single person, my life is meaningful and, you know, has value. And there are so many ways that I can contribute um, because I'm single, you know, that I'm like I'm freed up to do a lot more stuff that like my friends who are married with kids like aren't really able to do. So you are so free. So free. <laughs> yeah. Well, so. and I know that because so many of my friends are now married and um you know like I'll you know we'll talk about like let's do this or that or whatever and they're like there's no chance that like that is ever going to happen. Like I would have to get like babysitters for weeks and you know whatever. Um so yeah, of course I'm aware of the fact that like my life still has meaning and value, but where am I at with my relationship with God when all of these milestones are happening for other people, I think is the question you were asking. And I mean, I think just like anybody else, like it can ebb and flow, you know, like I think when I really quiet myself from like any, you know, panic moments that I may have, especially like I I mentioned in the last episode, like I, you know, like I'm just coming off of a breakup that kind of broke me for five minutes or so. Um, and yeah, I think in those moments, like you can feel really pulled in a lot of different ways and you can kind of lose your focus on, you know, like what, what is going on with this? I think you can feel frustrated that, you know, a relationship has come to an end or that, you know, like you're going to have to face dating again, which is like disastrous sometimes, (laughs) although it can be awesome, but I mean, sometimes it's just a disaster. Um, And so I think that, yeah, I can feel like there are definitely moments where I feel like, what the heck is this all about? You know, like, I think that I'm a totally normal person who like, if, if this person can get married, I think I should be able to get married. It's that kind of situation sometimes. But, um, I think really when you stop and like quiet yourself or for me, when I quiet myself and just kind of think back to what I know to be true, instead of like getting caught up in, you know, whatever emotions I'm feeling at the moment. I know that just without a doubt that like whether or not I end up getting married, you know, like God has a purpose for me here. And, and I do feel very confident in that. So, I mean, I think I'm sure for you guys too. I mean, like we've, I know, like I've, I know you guys, like I know that even in like a married vocation, you're going to have moments where you're like, whoa, like this is not, you know, what I thought my life was going to look like with this. Mm -hmm. But I think one of the benefits of being single as an older person is that you can really kind of see that from your friends' marriages that like my friends have great marriages, but they're not easy at times. And being single isn't always easy at times. So it kind of puts things into perspective a little bit when you really kind of think about it. You know, it's, I was um, praying today with just the idea of like what it means to be a gift and to be uh, for others. And there's really no better t- I mean, there's, there, there are always opportunities in your life to do that. Mm-hmm. And when you are, when you are married, you can't hide from, I mean, well, you, 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 sorry, let me back up a bit. You can, you're just a big douche. And <laughs> when you aren't married, you, you can kind of hide that a little bit more. And I think sometimes that's where people who, um, you know, aren't, who like aren't married yet, when they're not trying to be a gift for others, 
it's it's and this is kind this is kind of harsh, but I think that it's true, especially in my um in my case, all the problems that not all, but the vast um, the vast um, majority of the issues that I had in my twenties came from the fact that I was just a huge like selfish idiot who put my own emotions, my own ideas, who 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 I I put like Luke ahead of every like everyone else, and. When I, and when I didn't do that, my life was awesome. I like I, I loved it just as much as I love being married right right now. So it's so uh, to me in um, in hindsight, I don't think it's always about your your vocation. That's gonna it's a little it's a little bit more about what is your uh, disposition. Yeah, can you embrace the cross? No matter where you are, because the cross is one of the few things that are guaranteed. Yeah, for sure. In our lives as Catholics. Yeah. And I think it's, you know, there have been. I mean, I, you know, I, I again, like I've uh, talked about this in uh, in um, uh, the past, where I did go through like a period when I first when I first got married, where I mourned my bachelorhood a bit, and I think I almost looked too like too much into. Um, my own past, where, where I was like, even though it was great, where I could go out to a bar any night I wanted to, and that's a selfish thing. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, sure. Like, I guess in some sense, but like, I think that anytime you have like a major life transition, you always think back about mm-hmm. like. I mean, you always see things. I think a little bit through rose-colored glasses. Like, but I remember like when like before you met Aaron. I mean, like you were on an emotional roller coaster of singlehood. <laughs> that was like, what? yeah. <laughs> Yes. And it had all kinds of twists and turns and highs and lows. And so, but isn't it funny how like sometimes you can look back on those things and be like, oh, I miss, you know, like those days. I think that's kind of normal when you have, you know, mm-hmm. a change in your life. But I mean, I guess I know what you mean in that like, you know, it it is a lot more about like just your disposition, I guess, or like how you're approaching things because you're never really going to be able to escape. I mean, life is always going to throw curveballs at you and you know, like I think being single kind of helps you maybe face some of those a little bit more on your own. So that, I mean, hopefully if I get married, like that will make me a stronger person, you know, for when marriage mm-hmm. challenges come because they will, you know, so it's like you want to make sure that you're able to kind of tackle those and handle those as best you can, you know. Before okay. So let me, let me ask you this. Um, you know, I'm, I'm married. I've been married for almost eight years. Uh, I dated Shannon for about six years before we got married. Um, One of the things I noticed is how little I was preparing myself for the daily life of living with another person, right? And being completely accountable, which I think was (laughs) what Luke was saying. You know, you're in in a single life, you can, if you let yourself, you can get away with just focusing on yourself. Whereas in the married life, you're you're stuck with this person supposedly for life sure. uh they're in <laughs> they're in bed next to you and being themselves and they're not you so just by being them and not you you automatically have to accommodate somewhat to them what would you say uh i mean cuz luke brought it up beforehand what would you say has helped you not necessarily prepare for marriage because i think that's lame but this notion of pre- keeping yourself out of being locked in on yourself like are you involved? Do you have friends? Do you play tennis <laughs> on the weekends? Like, what is it? <laughs> it's like, it's so funny because, like, 
they always tell you like, oh, single people like develop your hobbies. You know what I mean? Like, and so I feel like that's kind of the question you were just asking. Like, do you play tennis? <laughs> Whatever. Um, I was, I was, but I was kind of making fun of that because well, what that does is uh, while you do have the freedom to pursue all these things, it also tends to shift it all about you. And then when you get married or if you get married, then you're like, well, I got all these other things I want to do too. You're kind of interfering, you know, like, I feel yeah. like it's, you know, I'm just wondering because there's so many different strategies to deal. Yeah. I mean, I think that, um, yeah, I guess I, I do know what you guys mean. Like I, like I live by myself, like I pretty much do whatever I want. I come and go as I please. Like, and that part honestly, like is kind of nice, you know, like I just mm-hmm. do whatever so I want. Beautiful. <laughs> and like, sometimes it's like, I need to remember that that is, you know, like, something that not everybody can do. And I think that in a sense, that is probably a huge benefit of being single, but, um, but obviously you can't let that go unchecked either, you know? So it's like, so to answer your question, I mean, I guess, I mean, I moved back home to Cleveland, um, because my whole family is here and I knew that that was going to be important to me. And I mean, you guys know, but like I had lived with this whole pack of, you know, super close friends in either rabid or... single women from Franciscan, yeah. I believe is what you'd call them. <laughs> Who are all beautiful and amazing by the way. But, um, but yeah, like we like Probably. definitely traveled the world like in packs together, you know, and, um, we had this, you know, amazing time of, you know, of just going through your twenties together, but I always knew that I would go back home. And so, I mean, I think, how do I keep that in check? I mean, I'm, I see my family all the time and, you know, my sister, and her husband just had the cutest baby in the whole world like three months ago. And, you know, like I'm, I spend time with them and not as like a preparation for marriage necessarily, but just because I want to. And, um, yeah. So, I mean, like, I think that there are definitely, I mean, do I have friends? Like, yes. You know, there are always people that I can talk to about, you know, whatever is happening in my life. And I mean, I feel like in that sense, like I am super fortunate, but, um, yeah, I mean, I think that if you are trying to live a Catholic life, you like the kind of foundation of that is that you are living a life for others. And so as long as you're keeping that in your mind, then like you're probably going to do things that help you. I mean, I don't know. I don't really know maybe how to answer that because I feel like, you know, like I get involved in things in Cleveland or I'm like out exploring or like finding new things that I like, you know, here in, in Cleveland. But um, I don't know if it's necessarily like preparing me for marriage. I think it's just like you want to live like a full life. And part of that is service to other people. Some of that is just exploring and like and soaking in life as the gift that God has given to you. So I don't know. Like I don't know if that answers that question or not, but. I think I can speak a bit to like the the uh, dark side of that. It, if you also because. This is honestly why I wanted to have you on because I think you're um, a great, you're a really great example of like, here's all the awesome stuff you can, you know, you, you um, uh, can do. And my time as a single person was like, hey, here's what to not do. Um <laughs> I, so no, you you lived your single life as a warning sign to others. I got you. <laughs> Almost, yeah. Well, so, kind of, yeah. I think, honestly, like, what scares everyone is the idea of being alone. Sure. And that, you know, like, does – that uh, does happen. But, honestly, the worst part about – like, I was probably the most alone when I was getting drunk, drunk dialing girls at, like, 3 o'clock in the morning trying to, like – 
talk to them or when I would like hook up with girls or do just do really stupid stuff. That was when I was the most alone. It was when I was trapped in my own personal, my own, um, personal like sin. Yeah. And yeah. Now when, when I wasn't doing dumb stuff, was there times that I felt alone? Absolutely. But it was, I would almost compare it to being like married, how there are times when I'm like, I would love to go to a bar tonight, but I can't because I'll just go by my cousin. Like Aaron wants me to, you know, and it's like not that bad. It's just kind of, oh, yeah, this kind of sucks, but you know, eh. mm-hmm. but it's not this like overwhelming, soul crushing experience that only came when I gave into a temptation. Yeah, I get that. I don't know. Like, I mean, yeah, I, I think that really at any stage, like you can always at any stage of your life, like there's probably more temptation for that as a single person, because like I said earlier, like I kind of come and go as I please. And like, and maybe in a sense, like being single, you're not necessarily as accountable to somebody because you don't have someone like with you 24 seven to kind of keep you in check on things. And listen, there have been plenty of things that I've done that I'm like, that was stupid. That was really stupid. But, um, but yeah, I don't know. I think that at any moment in your life, like you can always make those choices or I don't know. I don't know if this even makes sense, but um, I don't think that, that that's necessarily my... unique to being single, I guess. Like, yeah, like any, no, anybody at any moment has that. a choice to be like, screw this. Like, I'm not, you know, like all of this, like my family life is a joke or, you know, whatever it is like. Mm-hmm. So I don't know that that's necessarily unique to being single, but I guess maybe, I don't know, maybe kind of like bringing that back to what you guys were talking about earlier, like maybe that like being single really is the time to just prepare yourself for like selflessness. Although I don't think, I don't know, I guess in a way it's kind of hard to do because you can see it being lived out, but like you're not really living it yourself. So you try your best maybe, but. Mm -hmm. See, I I don't know if I would agree that it's a time of a preparation. I think. Any yeah. time in life, you're, I mean, I mean, I, in one sense, yeah, I guess, but I just think like we need to, I, I don't know. I have a really hard time when Catholics talk about that stuff. Mm-hmm. Cause that got in my head mm-hmm. in my early, in my early twenties in a, in a really bad way. And I, and it, it just, um, it just, I, I just don't like it. Yeah. I mean, I get that because like, I think somehow there's like an implication that like you're not ready for marriage or like, you know, you mm-hmm. have to like use this time to prepare yourself for marriage. And like, or, or, or it's implying that there's something defective about you <laughs> yes. right. keeping yep. you from marriage. Right. And yep. that's the thing that I think so many Catholics, um, especially Catholic women. Well, no, so many Catholic men and women who are single, who are getting older and they're looking at their friends getting married and they're like, well, what did I do wrong? And like you said, you know, you see someone get married and you're like, wow, why did she do it? <laughs> yeah. like, how, did, how did that happen okay. and not me? And, and like, I know so, but no, I know so many people that we think that way and we say those things. Like you see these people out all the time where you're like, how did he end up with her? She's way out of his league, you know? Right. And you wonder, and then you meet, like, I have a lot of friends who are single. And I don't understand. I honestly don't understand how they are single. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't understand, like, I mean, honestly. And so when I when I see this as a married man, and, I, and me and my wife talk about, you know, every so often would be like, how is so-and-so still single? This is impossible. <laughs> but I, and the fear is that they think there's something wrong with them, so they need to change them. And the greatest fear of all 
is that they end up compromising who they are mm-hmm. for the sake of either getting the ideal Catholic mate or just getting someone so they're not alone or whatever it is. Right. Yeah. And I mean, I think, yeah, I totally understand that, how like there is that conception or perception that, you know, like, oh, you're 32 and you're single. Like, what's wrong with you? It's that kind of thing. And, um, and, but like, especially like, you know, after this last relationship that I had, like, I think back on it and I'm like, I actually probably could have been married to a couple different people that I've dated. I mean, not being like bragging or whatever, but like you, I probably could have. It's not like I had a line of dudes <laughs> no, around the corner mean, who wanted to marry me. I don't mean it me. like that, but I mean, like, I probably could have married some people that I dated. I mean, and it may have worked out. Like, I don't know. I mean, if I guess what I'm saying is like, if I really, really, truly was desperate to get married, and if that was my objective, I probably could have done that. You know what I mean? I'm. Mm-hmm. But. I yeah, there's think... there's always the weird guy at the young adult meeting. Right. Yeah. And you could... <laughs> for sure. He could have put a we ring on him, it. It would have been him fine. Luke for a while. Yeah. Well, like I think that I do think that everybody kind of knows. Like if you're in a good relationship and a bad relationship, if you're in a relationship with like a great person but you just realize like this is not the person for me. I think that if you listen to your gut on that and you and you kind of like respect that voice, then then you'll make those decisions. But yeah, I mean, yeah. I, th- I think the temptation f- really can be to like, well, it's better to be in a relationship than no relationship at all. And I think that's probably when you can feel maybe the most unhappy because, you know, like you realize that, you know, you're, that you're not meant for that, you know? And um, so I think that part of it can be difficult, but I think that probably stems from this whole thing of like, well, you know, you're 32 and you're single, like you're, I mean, especially for women, everyone's hearing, like, your clock's ticking, you know what I mean? And it's like, yeah, all right, that's fine. But I don't want to just, like, marry some idiot, you know what I mean? Or, like, or even just, like, a guy who I feel, like, eh about, you know what I mean? Like, it's if it's going to be yeah. the rest of my life, like, I mean, 30 years, 40 years, 50 years, like, that's a long time to be married to somebody. You have to really like them, you know what I mean? So, um, yeah. Yeah, but by that time, the robots are going to rise up and kill us all. So you're, we're all looking at like a good 15 years. Yeah, exactly. So Have you seen the drones? We're dead soon. Yeah, it's coming for us. The um, So my point, uh, I, I want to kind of bring up, uh, I'm going to edit this part out real quick, Luke. Beep! He, he's a guy that we find him on various Catholic blogs, and he always says things like, women have... They only want to marry the pretty boy and all this stuff. And he is, you know, he's overweight or whatever. But um, his big problem is, you know, these Catholic women, they talk about they want to get married, but they don't look at the heart. They don't look at virtue. They don't. And I feel like this guy's like blind to his own vices. But um, at the same time, how would you. So you made this really good point where you talked about you can feel the temptation to break up with someone. Or you feel the temptation to, or not to break up with someone, you feel the temptation to stay with them because you don't want to be alone, or you could, you know, you feel meh, but, you know, there are some people who might feel scared about that, compromise who they are so that they don't have to be alone. What in you led you to break up with those other people? What is the meh that was more than enough of a signal to say, you know what, I don't care, I have to end this relationship? Oh boy, it's getting into like all the personal stuff. Um, well, the reason why the reason why I say this is because I know there are people out there sure. who want 
to be in a relationship. And my fear for them, as it was for myself, right, is you want to be loved more than you care who loves you. And or you want to be needed or not just not alone anymore, however you define that, because people aren't they're not in a relation with God, they're not comfortable in their own skin, whatever it is, that when they find like, okay, I'm dating someone, we, you know, we have fun together, blah, 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 but it's not clicking on all cylinders. What in you said, uh, like, okay, these are the reasons why I don't want to keep dating. You know, you don't have to mention like so oh, specific yeah. you can figure out who the guy is, but right. I don't know. What are your thoughts no, on no, that? You absolutely do. Name and you have to say their last name. You have to say the last name. You have to say the last name. Oh, I don't know. I was going to say, <laughs> Luke probably can actually, uh, I was going to say like, Luke is going to have to be quiet on this because Luke knows like all the dirty laundry. But um, <laughs> I mean, here's the thing. Like I, I have dated really strong practicing Catholics and I have dated people who have never been baptized. And so like, I feel like I have a pretty wide spectrum of people that I've dated and and like dating non-Catholics doesn't necessarily scare me, obviously. I've, you know, I, I've dated them. Um, but it's funny because I think that with some of the Catholic guys that I've dated, sometimes that was all we really had in common. And I think that I think more and more, like as I get older, I realize that like you ha- like you really need two things to be successful in a relationship. You need to be on the same page with your spiritual and like your morals and what you value and, you know, like kind of what you hold dear, um, your priorities, I guess, but you also have to really just genuinely like the person. And, and I, so I've been, I have dated people where it was like, we get along really well on this whole like spiritual side, but like, there's something about our personalities that just don't work together. And so like, in that sense, spirituality is not enough. Like just kind of like faith alone kind of, um, doesn't work. And then, you know, I have dated people on the completely opposite side of that spectrum where like personality wise, everything was great. And, you know, um, I was totally myself. They were totally themselves, but maybe it came down to just that the spirituality or not even necessarily spirituality, but just, um, maybe the, the ways that, spirituality or lack of spirituality kind of shapes you to, you know, to kind of take on big life things. If that's not, if that's not similar, if you're not on the same page with those things, then like chemistry and feelings and sparks and all of that stuff, that's not enough either. And so I feel like the older I get, the more I am looking for just the human and the spiritual side to kind of integrate in, you know, in that and, because for me, I feel like I've really been lacking one or the other in most of my relationships. So to that guy who's like, oh, women don't care about virtue or whatever, I actually feel like you can find virtue in a lot of different places. I've, I've dated people who haven't been baptized at all and have had have shown like tremendous virtue in, in different areas. Um, but that doesn't necessarily mean that they're the person for me. So I don't know if, you know, I think that if if someone is like kind of tempted to just be in a relationship for the sake of it. And if you're lacking one of those two things, I think that you know that you might be able to ignore that for a little bit, or you could sweep it under the rug or, um, but, but I think really at the end of the day, if you're honest with yourself and if you're like kind of in tune with like, you know, the person that you think God wants you to be, then like you'll get those signals along the way. Because I think if you're really trusting that God is in control of your life and you want to follow his plan for you, then he'll show you, you know, what, like what, the right relationship for you is or how to make that as a mature Mm -hmm. badass woman (laughs) 
what are you what are the qualities you're looking for in a relationship with a guy like you mentioned some of them but what are the qual of the guy that you're looking for like the standout things like obviously you have to be physically attracted to him right at some level but if he's hot but a dud you're going to walk away. Yeah. So what what are you what are you what are you looking for? I mean, I don't know what I how I want to phrase that, but Yeah, you know, I think I feel like when I answer this, it's going to make me sound like I'm indecisive or something, but I think that in a certain sense that can change. Like if you were to ask me that question when I was right out of college, I would have said there's no way I would even consider dating a guy who like wasn't Catholic, it's too important to me, all of that kind of stuff. And like I'm shocked, like thinking back on that person and realizing like, I've, I've probably at this point, I've probably dated more non-Catholic people than I've dated Catholic people. And so, and that has surprised me. And, um, so I, I mean, I, I don't want to say like, I don't know what I'm looking for because I think I do know what I'm looking for. I think that you have to have, like I was talking earlier about like, even on the human side, like you want someone to kind of challenge you and, and bring out a better side of you. Like I, in the last person that I dated, like he was able to really compliment my personality in ways that like I had never experienced with someone that I had dated before, because I think probably I was maybe dating the same type of person. So like I dated someone kind of completely differently. And I realized like, wow, this is like some personality characteristics are like really well aligned with mine. And I think that as you, I don't know, I think as you date people, you kind of that a little bit more but I guess what am I really looking for like I I'm looking for someone who is gonna basically walk in my life with me and um and you know like be that support and you know like yeah obviously like you want to feel like you're dating a person that you're attracted to but um I think really at the end of the day it just comes down to like are we are we going to the same place in life like do you have to be necessarily like a baptized catholic and whatever. I feel like I've actually, I'm a lot more open about that than I used to be just because I've seen that it can work in some situations. Um, but I also feel like there is that human side that you can't deny. So like, is this person making me better? Are they pulling me out of my shell in the areas that I am in my shell or, um, you know, so I don't know. I mean, I'm looking for someone as awesome as I am, I guess. <laughs> and, well, no, and I, I was waiting for it. <laughs> yeah. Luke and a uh, super rich. Um, yeah, I mean, th- sure, that's great. Throw that on there. <laughs> no, well, here's the thing that, that that I think when I mean, and you, you could probably speak to to this a bit. Just you know, um, having like um, not like walk beside me with, with all this, but you know, you know, Maggie, how you heard all my rants. Yes, I think I attracted the most when I attracted the most women in my life was, was when I t- took care of my, like of my, um, of, of me when I was like working out, when, um, my, when my spiritual life was going well, not that it wasn't in periods where like things were hard, but just, I had one. And when I was just able to go out and just have a good time being me and not caring about any of those other things, things just kind of like happened. Yeah. And I think, and again, it's all about when we just turn inwards, that's when, like, that's not, that's not attractive. No, you know, that's not attractive. To anyone, really. No, I think, but I think that, yeah, 
I mean, turning inwards is not exactly the ideal. I think that at moments like of being single, like especially after a breakup, like I, you know, just went through in myself. And I think that in some cases you almost kind of have to go inward for a little bit and like kind of get your house in order, you know? And Oh yeah. No, I mean, I, I mean like excessively so. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, yeah, of course you can't go excessively, you know, and kind of go into the depths of that kind of stuff. But, but mm-hmm. I think what you were saying, you were saying something about being surprised or I don't remember what it was. Cause that just made me think of something about surprises. I don't remember how I got there, but I think that one of the things that I've just been kind of like praying about now is like, okay, like I, I think somewhere Pope Francis said something about like our God is a God of surprises. You know, he mentions all these things about like, you know, Abraham's wife, Sarah, is that right? Is she Sarah? Yeah. She was old, super old. They told her she didn't have kids. She has a kid. He's the father of many nations. You know, like all of these things were like so many times in scripture, people are like, this is impossible. Like Mary being pregnant with Jesus, you know, like so many things that are just unexplained. And, And like, that is still the God who's taking care of me and who has brought me into this world and, um, you know, is really kind of overseeing and orchestrating some of the details of my life. And so in those moments where I feel like, hmm, this is different, or like, you feel sad about like, maybe the fact that your hopes for your life, like maybe haven't happened yet. But like, I just remember that, you know, like, I think back to the times when like, God has just already surprised me in my life and like, how fortunate I am just in my life today. And so I'm like, why would I think that God would just suddenly like shut off after this? You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. okay, like you had a good 32 years. Like now you're kind of like on your own. And I think that's important for, I think that's important for people to remember just in general. But I think particularly when you're single, because you can sometimes feel like you're just a little bit on your own. And so you, I think you have to think back to those things and be like, you know, regardless of how the story may turn out for me, I don't know if I'll get married. I hope that I will, but who knows? But regardless of what happens, like I'm okay. Like God is, you know, is fighting for me. And, and if I like just, you know, stand firm in that, then like, I'll be okay. You know, regardless of what happens. And it's a scary, like it can be a kind of a scary concept, but there's also a little bit of peace that comes with that. If you really like sit down and and think about it. So I don't know. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, that's great. What was the longest relationship you've ever had? Um, just this one that I got out of, like kind of. Besides with Luke. Besides with Luke. <laughs> yeah, Luke <laughs> is the longest relationship of my life. Um, You're welcome. No, me too. Just to sister. be clear, we have Luke and I have never dated. Luke was like basically my older brother, like forever, and um, and I basically was his unpaid therapist for many years. Um. <laughs> My she longest... presented Aaron with a bill at our wedding. Yeah, I know. Yeah. yeah, we definitely did talk about that. And I'm ready to collect really whenever. So <laughs> um, my longest relationship was just probably this last one. And that was about two years. Like just kind of like from beginning to end, there's always, you know, spotty, like on and off times. <laughs> but um, It's there ever. Yeah. But two years was probably the longest. What? Um, not uh, to make this about me, but just trying to, trying to have like a male a perspective <laughs> with all of this. Uh, <laughs> what's the one thing that you think, like, think of a, like, think about how I was when I was 
20, like 26, just, you know, like in a really bad relationship, just like trying, uh, like trying to make it work. Um, just really just, you know, kind of had this idea that, well, like, you know how I was. If there's a guy out there who's, you know, like currently listening to our podcast and if he's really going through a lot of the same stuff that, that, you know, like I was back then, what is the one, what's like the one, what is the one like thing that, um, that you would want to tell me? Well, I think that actually I would say something different to you now than what I would have said to you when we were 26, because I, I mean, Luke, you know this, like I, I've always, like, I don't know, I guess like in past relationships, like I don't, I wouldn't say that I'm like a brash person by any stretch of the imagination, but I've, I'm, I'm kind of the person that's like, all right, if this relationship is done, it's kind of done. And yes, I absolutely get sad about that. But like, for the most part, I kind of Mm -hmm. carry on, you know, but Mm -hmm. in this last relationship, which is crazy because I was like 30 when I started dating him. And like, I had never, like, I've never had a breakup that was so awful. And that like, I've missed this person so much. And I've never really felt so devastated by the end of a relationship as I did with this one, which is weird because I was older. But so if I were like 26, I would say like, you're going to be fine. You know what I mean? Like, or, Mm -hmm. um, or I don't know. I'm sure I've told you a million things like. stop calling her yeah like luke yeah i'm sure that i said like call me instead of calling her and like we will fix it and you will be fine um don't answer the phone when she calls you block block her number yeah yeah. we're all things that we've talked about yeah absolutely and i think that there's an element of that that like i would still retain you know if that like that would probably be something like if you know that really like a relationship is just not working out then you have to like kind of change your behavior in some ways and like stop talking to that person But having just gone through this breakup, which like completely threw me, um, I would say. When you say it completely threw you, is that because you didn't know it was coming or you had so invested your lives and it was so good for so long that. Yes, that like I was just like, I just really wanted it to work with this person. And then, um, yeah, and I, I never really could see myself like someone with like, I did I I, I guess I just thought that that was it for me. I was 30. I was like crazy about this person. And, um, and I really thought, and I really kind of wanted it to be it for me. And that was definitely something that was discussed. So it wasn't me just like, you know, hoping and wishing like that was definitely, you know, something that, that we had talked about. But, um, so I think having gone through that and like still kind of, you know, like, coping with that sometimes. I mean, I still feel so sad about that sometimes. And, but what would I say as this 32 year old person who's just for the first time had her heart broken? What would I say to that person who's 26? Like, honestly, I would say, yes, you absolutely have to like cut your ties or, you know, whatever, but like, just be patient with yourself. Like, I think that single people, it's, it is so hard to be like in and out of relationships and like constantly like mm-hmm. trying to meet new people, you know, cause everyone tells you like, Oh, you gotta get out there and put yourself out there and meet people and blah, blah, blah. And so like you do, and you try to, you know, try to date people or, you know, whatever it is. And it's, it can be exhausting. And I feel like, you know, finding a person that you're actually really into and that things really kind of work out for a while is sort of rare. And so like, if you find yourself in a position where your heart is broken, like, please take care of yourself and like be patient with yourself and, 
and know that like if you have to cry for like a year then like if that's what it takes like you you take care of yourself and yeah of course like you surround yourself with friends and all of that but like just be nice to yourself because you know not rejection but like just the end of a relationship regardless of who ended it um is so hard and you want to um so I guess it's like a both and like yeah of course like make sure that you never talk to them again (laughs) or her again whatever (laughs) if they're an idiot then like yeah that's what you do but like also just you know take it easy on yourself for a while you know and do things that are like that, you know, kind of help you get back to the person that you are, you know, I think that for a while Mm -hmm. you can just feel so like worn down by that. And so I don't know. I I think that my advice is very different than what it would have been before. No, I mean, I've, I've gotten over some relationships by just going, by just going on a run every day for a while. I'm just eating well and just kind of taking care of myself and going, okay, just, I'm going to be good to me for, for a bit. Like, really good. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you just, you have to find things that, like, that, and it's so funny because, like, now I feel like we're back to hobbies. But, like, and it's not even necessarily hobbies, but it's just, like, it's it's just going back to that whole idea of, like, my life has meaning and value as a single person. And, and my heart might actually be completely crushed by this relationship, but that's not, that doesn't crush me. Or, like, that doesn't crush my whole identity, you know? And so, like, you mm-hmm. have to kind of reinvest in yourself because you know you're you're stuck with yourself you know for the rest of your life as much as you're you know dating or married to somebody like you you know you want to be good to yourself and mm-hmm. so probably my advice yeah that's and it, you know it's um and to like i think just to be able to admit that like a breakup hurts is really important mm-hmm. You know, now I would go to the extreme, like, oh, God, it hurts. I'm going to rip my shirt off. Um, (laughs) I am nothing but the hurt. (laughs) I'm going to put on this bitter pill on repeat for the next five hours. Um, Yeah. (laughs) But, you know, just the ability, like. Hey, Luke, 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 real quick. hmm. Did you put on this bitter pill from Dashboard Confessional after college, too? Oh, yeah. Yeah. God, that is awesome. That makes me so happy. (laughs) Of course I did. (laughs) Luke was probably listening to that up until like the day he met Aaron or something. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I played it two weeks ago, (laughs) but it it was it was just more of 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 a uh, trip down uh, down uh, memory lane, a trip down wounded lane. (laughs) I've done that before. I played breakup songs that were important to me at a time and remember how it felt. (laughs) Am I alone in here, (laughs) California? Oh my gosh. That just reminded me. Well, I feel like I've never really liked Dashboard Confessional, but I feel like every song that I've heard from Dashboard Confessional has been because you have played it, like either in the project or like in the car or in, like, in moments of broken. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, Luke, this is so annoying. Like, turn this off. But <laughs> for the record, it's old Dashboard, not anything after uh, 2000 and 2003. Um, you know, like one of the things that I just kind of wanted to uh, just like hit at really, uh, really quick is that I remember I was going through a pretty bad breakup and I was talking to our buddy Brian about it. And one of the things that he brought up to me is that like breakups really aren't natural in this like in the sense that we were created for perfect relationships. And it's a result of other it's it's a result of um of of uh, of uh, of the fall 
And so it hurts. Yeah. Like, it's painful, and that's okay. Yeah. Would, would you please do your imitation of Kissinger consoling you? <laughs> Gomer, you should play the part of distraught Luke going, seeking Kissinger's counsel. Let's have that play It just hurts. Yeah. It just hurts. Oh, it's okay. It's supposed to feel horrible. It's awful. It's okay. It's supposed to feel horrible. That was a real conversation we had in a... In a uh, in a hallway of a condominium out in Washington, D.C. True story. I believe it. <laughs> uh, yeah, so um, we're coming up here on just on just about an hour, but there is one more thing. Well, was there, we got, was there we got time, right? We got time, right? Or, time. Maggie, are you up against the hard no. stop right here? Mm-hmm. Okay. Three-hour um, episode, here we go. Here it goes. <laughs> so I just, um, we don't, I mean, we can keep, talk about like breakups and you know all that stuff but there is one thing that i i did want to ask you about and it's is it possible for people for adults who uh, who are who are not married to be just buddies with the person of the opposite sex or just friends or can a guy and a girl be friends be just friends oh, mm-hmm. this is like the big question um i mean Here's like, I think probably yes and no. Like I, so Luke, one of the things that we talked about on the other podcast was like, I, I, you and I met when I was like 18 years old, you were 19 years old and we just were like best buddies, you know, like we were just really good friends Mm -hmm. right from the jump. And I remember, I don't know how old we were, how many years we had been friends, but like, I, I remember there was this one conversation that we had (laughs) on the phone. It was at my parents' house. And I remember we were talking about like, it's going to be so weird. Like one day, like we're going to get married and like, that's going to be weird. Cause like, we won't be talking as much. Like, I just remember we had this moment of like realization that like things would eventually change for us because we were eventually mm-hmm. going to have our people in our lives kind of thing. And, and that is the appropriate thing. You know, like Aaron is Aaron absolutely, you know, is, is the, the girl in your life. And so but but you and I would never say like oh Luke and I aren't friends anymore you know what I mean like our relationship mm-hmm. has changed obviously because our situations have changed but like like I will always consider you like one of my dear dear friends and um so I think that like yeah if you're friends with somebody before they get married and you know like that dynamic changes then yeah absolutely you would still maintain that friendship despite you know whatever differences or you know despite how different that may look, you know, that your relationship may look, but like, am I like going to make friends with like married guys now? No, probably not. I mean, not like to the extent of probably like, not. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Let me clarify that. Definitely not. Um, I mean, if he's got a washboard stomach, maybe. Yeah. But... Well, it depends how much money he makes, but, um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean like there, yeah, I think that the other thing is that I have like such, and you and I talked about this on the other podcast too, like, this whole pack of girls, you know, that like I've spent Mm -hmm. the majority of my life with, like, I, like, I really have such good friends that like, I'm not necessarily like looking to make new ones. I mean, obviously you make new friends throughout your life, but I'm not like, Oh, now I need to make friends with married guys. You know what I mean? Like I have a really strong group of friends on my own. And so, Mm -hmm. yeah, I mean like, am I going to say, Oh, I can't speak to you because you're a married man. No, but you know, I think that obviously you want to be careful with that kind of stuff, but I think that's pretty obvious. uh, What about single, single men? Are you, can you be platonic um, without the hippity? I don't know. 
know. I mean, I guess I would say, like, in theory, sure. I mean, there, like, I know, like, there are single guys who, like, I'm friends with. I mean, I, mm. like, I guess, like, friendly with. I mean, I wouldn't say, like, I would say, honestly, Luke is, like, the guy that I was probably the, like, closest friends with throughout life. So I don't know that I've ever really had, like, a ton of guy friends. But, I mean, my sister is, like, she always had, one of my sisters always was, like, super close with guys. She just kind of related to guys better. And she was just, like, <laughs> I don't know. And and she's still really good friends with a lot of those guys today. So um, she's married and... So I don't know. I mean, like at this stage in my life, like, am I, am I even necessarily looking to make friends with single guys? I mean, no, <laughs> but, yeah. um, but can it be done in theory? Sure. As long as like nobody is attracted to anybody and like leading anybody on. Yeah. I feel like you can be friends with people, whether or not that happens in real life. I don't know. I mean, there's always like, yeah, men are always attracted to single women. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> single men, single men are always attracted. Single yeah. men. <laughs> No, I mean, I, I think it's, I, I would agree, it's, I think that our, our relationship is the exception and not mm-hmm. the rule. Now, I do have a lot of, you know, we have a lot, we have a whole bunch of like mutual friends and they're almost all girls. Yeah. And I, I'm friends with, with a lot of them. But at one point in time, I either thought about could I date them or went on a date with them. Yeah. You know, you know, so it. <laughs> That's true because you um, told me about seriously every single person and how you consider dating them so i remember that hey i'm dating one of your friends now yeah exactly jelly are you jelly (laughs) you know and so i mean but like even uh with ours because like i remember when we first when we had first met i was like you know she's kind of cute i was real into this other girl but also kind of like yeah like she's you know I, i there was like a hey she's she's cool and then, like, the next night that we hung out, you went on, like, a 20-minute uh, tired about some guy. And I was like, oh, never mind. You're like, we're going to put that one in the friend zone, so. But that's what, that's what like, but that's, what, I think, what, at least on um, on my part, that's what made that work was because, to me, you were always in the friend zone. Yeah, I mean, I, and like. so, there was just no. Yeah, I mean, I always saw Luke as, like, my brother. Like, I mean, you know my whole family, like. You, you know, mm-hmm. like there was never that, like, please don't say that. Um, <laughs> but, but like, there was like never any question that like, we were always going to be good friends, you know? And so I don't know. I mean, I guess, sure. I mean, are you guys friends with, like, are, are you like good friends with either married or single women? Yes. I mean, not, I don't, um, I don't go to the bar or the movies with them. Right. Yeah. I mean, like, as far as like, like yeah. chatting and talking about life sure but like yeah i mean i feel like there's a there's obviously a difference in like your i would imagine mm-hmm. between those people would... and like luke and adam and john and those guys mm-hmm. yeah I oh i like i like my like single women not... i like my single women friend more than i do luke adam and john uh, well i could see that <laughs> <Just uh, I'm too tired to make any jokes about that. Fair enough. Yeah. No, I, I just think you, you just have to be careful with that. I, I, you just have to be where, because you know, I've been on both ends of that where it's like, Oh, this is awkward. Luke, would you use the phrase guard your heart? <laughs> no, cause that's so fucking stupid. <laughs> Here's the guard thing. I think that like, game. if you have like a healthy and appropriate sense of boundaries and like structure in your yeah, life, yes. then like, fine mm-hmm. i mean then there's no problem with it and i mean i feel like i i feel like i yeah. do a pretty good job of 
keeping those things in check. Like I'm always pretty good about all mm-hmm. of that stuff. And so if you like have a hard time with boundaries and like, you know, I think you have to know yourself. Like, am I going to like be attracted to this person? Are they involved with somebody? Like, is this the best, you know, like, I think that you just have to mm-hmm. kind of use your brain a little and, bit, but you know. And like, there are times too, where it's just like, I mean, I can think of one specific girl in college where we never like were on the same. Okay. So we were really good. We were really good buddies, but, and I think there was like a thing there be, between us, but it wasn't ever at the same time. Yeah. You know? And so, and I would not trade what, like, we had any college for anything. It was great. It was a really great friendship that is still important uh, to me. Wait. And it just... Me and you or that other person that you were just talking about? Mm, no, this um, this other person. And, like, she's awesome. And I want good things for her in her life. And I'm, and I'm not, like, angry about it at all that it didn't, you know pan out i'm glad that we were friends i really am and it is what it is that's right i really hate that saying but it it just it didn't work out that that way and i'm okay with that i but i think i think you you just have to be when you aren't married you have to when you're in that you know like when you're early when you're early your early 20s or whatever you know, just gotta ex. If you're gonna, you have to accept the fact that it's not always. It's not always black and white. That's that's all I'm saying. Boomer, were you and thinking about done. who this person was that he was talking about? Because I feel like while you were talking, I was kind of starting to zone out a little bit and be like, "Who's he?" I was like, "Is that is that Holly? <laughs> was it Holly?" No. Yeah. No, I can. I'll tell you who it was. You just is it me and Shannon? <laughs> is it me and Shannon? <laughs> you can text us later. Oh, like oh, here, I'll, I'll just text you now. <laughs> oh my, gosh. that's perfect because I felt like I should be listening to this. I should be listening to this because I should probably respond. But then I just got sidetracked. I'm like, who is he talking about? <laughs> you guys all know this. It's not that much. I of know, like but let's shot. be honest. I know, but I can't. Yeah. Oh, I just got the text. Oh gosh. I'm so happy that didn't work out. <laughs> She's awesome. She's uh, false. <laughs> I forgot that you didn't like her. I mean, I did, but she's a little crazy. <laughs> okay, on the scale, okay, let's take. Okay, let's take. Let's yeah, let's Luke's try crazy to um, examine crazy. Well, in Luke. Yeah, hmm? yeah, okay. Like, never mind. She's awesome. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> on a scale from oh. one to Luke's ex-girlfriend. <laughs> She's, okay, so she's back on the scale of like Aaron, who's not crazy at all, right. to like she who shall not be named. Right. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Hey, hey, Maggie, <laughs> can we just ask Luke to put his life on pause so we can you, me and you can talk? Yeah. How about she who could not be named? What a horrible relationship! <laughs> that oh, was. yeah. Let's please talk about that. Let's definitely talk about that, Luke. Luke, that those were like a couple <laughs> black hole years. That like it just oh, was. Man bad i remember like luke called me one day and before i could even like say hello all i heard was like a string of like obscenities that were being yelled at the top <laughs> of his lungs and finally i was like well, i was like horrified that he was even saying that and i was so finally i was like you need to call me back <laughs> like you need to stop yourself right now <laughs> and then of course luke's like oh, i'm so sorry i'm so sorry like whatever and um yeah those were some oh, man. those were some dark years yeah man I'll never forget the 15, like, at least 15 times Luke broke up with this person. Yeah. And we, I would say, well, great, it's done. 
you never have to go back to her. And he's yeah, like, never. Totally, dude. F her. This is awful. <laughs> Worst years of my life, blah, blah, blah. And then it's like, hey, um, so can we both come to your wedding? And I'm like, hell no. I remember that was the only person we deliberately did not invite into the wedding. Everyone else were like, significant oh other person you're dating. No, no. Person you met five minutes ago. Except <laughs> not least. That stranger in the hotel bar, of course. Yeah. Absolutely yeah. not. Someone else's baby. I don't give a shit. Just bring them. But we have to watch out for her. Oh, I mean, my gosh. Crazy, crazy. The worst relationship yeah. I have ever encountered in yeah. my life. Yeah. Oh. And I know, and I know drug addicts. And I know drug addict. There were so many times where I was like, Luke, do you hear yourself? Like, I want you to just stop right now and listen to what you just said. And, like, tell me, does that sound like the person that you want to be? Like, does that sound like a normal person? Does it sound like a person who has any business in a relationship like this? No. But we we all it's so funny. We all suffered through that one with you, buddy. The best part was uh, Emily, Luke's sister, being like, "Can we freaking talk about this relationship?" Like every every so often when I see her, she brings up and she's like, "Ah, oh, that." And she had very choice language. I'm sure. Yeah, that one was. I think everybody was just kind of like. By the time that ended, everyone was like like just crawling to the finish line you know what i mean it was like everybody was like please let this really be it and now i'm gonna hibernate for like six months <laughs> can we all agree to just not be around each other for the next few <laughs> yeah, weeks yeah exactly it's like luke i want you to turn off your phone completely i want you to go yeah. into like i just basically want you to go off the grid for a while because i also need to go off the grid to recover from your breakup. Here's, here's two here's $2,000 in cash, small unmarked bills. Yeah. Don't use her credit card. She will hunt you down. Yes. Or, like, you will do some kind, like, you'll have some kind of crazy moment where, like, you'll break because you watched The Notebook or something and call her up and be like, oh, I'm sorry. Let's make this work. It wasn't uh, The Notebook. It was The Lake House. Thank you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, that came out way too late. <laughs> Nicholas Sparks, how do you do it? <laughs> yeah. Oh man, I love it. I love it. Luke, I love your dysfunctional dating life. I know. It has been hours. Like you the best part about Luke and dating. Um yeah. like I want to think like when it comes to me and dating, I chose women that I was first incredibly attracted to and then tried to make it work. And <laughs> The one time I didn't do that was this incredibly beautiful woman who I lied to, to like like a fifth grader, uh, in order to find out if she liked me or not. Oh, Check yes or no. I mean, totally. Yeah, basically, I, I like literally pretended I was someone else on AOL Instant Messenger. Oh. So, I know. It's the dumbest thing. And it's then like I was immediately fishing. found out. I was totally, I was, I was the original catfish. I was the original uh, catfish. <laughs> it was the original catfish. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Thank you so much for saying catfishing. But little <laughs> round, had some whiskers, <laughs> <laughs> and she and she found out, and she's like, "Oh my gosh, I'm so appalled!" And she stopped talking to me for like a week or two. But she really, genuinely liked me, and I thought she was awesome. And I, I honestly like out of my league. I wanted to date her just because I didn't think it was possible for me to date someone like that. Mm-hmm. And we hung out a bunch uh, before. Is this who? I, is this who uh, probably. I is? Probably. Well, we hung out a bunch, and then I just wasn't feeling it. And I, I didn't like it. And then I, I was like, you know what? 
I, I can't do this. And so uh, for me, who slightly resembles uh, the love child between like a sea urchin and a cave troll, when oh to find someone like, like this woman and it, she liked me and wanted to pursue a relationship with me. And then I was, I remember sitting down over like winter break and having some sober judgment. And I was like, you know, I don't like who I feel like about myself when I'm around her, not because she's bad, but because we're different. And it was, it was honestly the first time in my life where a beautiful woman who liked me, I broke it off because I just, I didn't like the way it was going. And so the funniest thing was I prepared a speech. Oh. I, I came up with all the arguments, the same rational, Thomistic arguments. <laughs> objection number one, objection number two, objection number three. And it was the fun. I mean, honestly, it was the funniest moment of my life because then she, she listened. She kind of had like a little grimace, like a little pained look on her face. And, I, and I'm apologizing the entire time as I go through all the reasons why we shouldn't date. And then she just looked at me and she goes, I felt like straight out of the, straight out of the summa. She's like, but I answer that. <laughs> like, oh, you say these things. But, and one by one, she went through every one of my objections. was like, you say this about me, but this is what I've been doing for the last six months that you haven't noticed. You say this, but this is a new thing in my life. And I'm like, oh, shit. Every one of my things she's shooting down and correctly. Like, and then in the end, I just stopped her and I was like, I just don't want to date you. That's so sad. Was she like crushed? Yeah. I mean, she's gorgeous. So like, honestly, she's probably crushed for like an, an hour. And then, and then she was over and it. Then, and then, well, I mean, I don't know if she was over it, but I'm sure there was uh, plenty of guys who would love to have uh, sure. been in a confusing relationship with her. Um <laughs> But I just didn't – it was the funniest thing because I was like, why does she like me and how do I get out of it? <laughs> you know, like, how I'm do never... I get out of it? I mean, yeah, I feel like sometimes you you end up dating people and you're like, oh, you know, like this maybe was a mistake or, you know what I mean? Like and it's, that's a weird <laughs> this moment sucks. to be like, oh, this didn't work as – You know what's the worst about that is when you're like stuck in a movie with that person and they're in town for like three more days, and there's and you just know that it's not going to work, and there's nothing that you can do about it but just wait it out for three coast days. It. Yeah. Sign up mm-hmm. for your free account at catholicmatch.com. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh, yeah. Did you ever do? Did you ever do online dating? <sighs> Guys, we don't know if we can put this on here. Um, I just why 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 why? No, it's fine. We can do it. Um, I. <laughs> I get like so Searching weird about like here's the deal. Here's why I get so weird about it. My dad is a police officer. He was on the SWAT team. He's a Marine. Like I badass dude. Very badass dude. But like I tend not to trust people on the internet, basically. And I know that times have changed, like whatever, but like <laughs> I am still very much my dad's daughter in that like it kind of weirds me out a little bit. And I anyway, after I like had this, you know, bad breakup, I, I and I just moved I'm from Cleveland, but I moved back home you know, a year and a half ago. And so I'm still learning a lot about Cleveland and like meeting a lot of people, but I was like, well, <sighs> you know, like I might have to just like <laughs> take a shot and like make an account basically. So I just, within the last couple of months, like I um, did start online dating. It was a big moment for me. Um, and like, I had Look met, at you. Like, Look at you. I know. Good job. Um, hey, if it is a Catholic match account in uh, the bio part, you, you should definitely put as hurt on Catherine Fox's. 
<laughs> it will bring all the boys to the yard. Um, <laughs> Damn right. <laughs> it's it, it's better other than yours, the crunch. Go on, Maggie. Yeah. Um, yeah, we so call that I the did... Catholic Fox's bump. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, so I did just start, like, maybe just a couple of months ago. Like, I started an, an account online. And, I like, there was one guy who I met, and we, like, dated for... I, like, just very casually, we dated for, like, a couple of months. But he lived kind of far away, and so we didn't really see each other very often. So, I mean, I haven't really had any success on online dating. I feel like it's so... I don't know. For me, like, I... Like, I... I love good conversation and it's for me, it feels weird to kind of like take part in like an artificial kind of conversation when you're online. Cause it's not like you're really talking about anything. So it's just, it feels awkward to me. So if I like sit down and talk to somebody face to face, like I feel like I'm just much better that way. So for me, yeah. I don't know. It's, I mean, it's like a good excuse or like not a good excuse, but like a good way to like actually find somebody to meet up with and see if you're interested in them. But on a whole, like I'm not, super into it um i just want to point out two things number one when i edited the previous podcast that was three hours long <laughs> yeah you said on the whole like 15 times and every time you said it i just kept thinking of austin powers about preparation h that it's good <laughs> on the whole um the other great the other thing is uh oh damn it my preparation h joke made me lose my train of thought um <laughs> uh online dating you, you don't really find it suitable for conversation yeah. how else oh oh this is what i was gonna say have you ever thought about taking it to the next level of online dating which is tinder <sighs> tinder <laughs> no i you know what i'll be honest with you like there are people who i know who are very good people who have met their now spouses like i mean i know people who've gotten married off of tinder so i know that it's it can happen and i feel like yeah. they're normal people I, I just feel like personally, I'm so weird about that. Like I, like, I'm even like weird about like social media sometimes. Like I only have a Facebook page and like I deactivate it all the time. And I don't know. I just like, I like to <laughs> you be do, actually. Like, every Lent, like you can guarantee I'm off Facebook. Like, I don't know. I just, I don't like to have everything online. And so have I ever done Tinder? No. Is there a chance I'll probably ever do Tinder? No. But Hey, if it works for you, great. I feel like Tinder would have given me herpes. <laughs> and how? <laughs> oh my God. Well, hey, I mean, I'm so glad I, we I've... never got to experience Luke's dating life with Tinder. Like, could you imagine? Could you imagine? Oh my God. Yeah, no, I oh couldn't. my God. <laughs> like, that's, I feel like God spared us. Right yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I, I would not have gotten herpes. I just had, I just had that joke in my head. I was like, I gotta say it. <laughs> yeah, no, I. I know that it works for some people, but, like, I am probably just not, like, a great person online. <laughs> no, I mean, you're barely even a good person in person. <laughs> I know. That's why I'm still single. <laughs> I was going to say, it is a defect of your character. <laughs> exactly. That explains so much, guys. If only you'll change. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but you won't. No. <laughs> People are like, oh, you can never make them change. You know, like, don't date somebody to change them. That's That explains it. What what makes a person think they can change another person? Alcohol? Well, like, chick flicks. I mean, honestly, like, every every movie that, like, a girl has ever watched in her life, 
And listen, I just like one of my favorite movies ever is You've Got Mail. I, I watched it like five times over <laughs> like the last couple of weeks, <laughs> which is funny because it's about online stuff. And I just said, I don't do it. Like, I'm not. I know. It's like online. the antithesis of your dating. <laughs> I know, but it's Meg Ryan and it's Tom Hanks and they're so cute. Like Meg Ryan is just like the most adorable. Sleepless in Seattle is a better movie. I don't know. I just love it. Like, I just have always loved that movie. But like in every chick flick, it's like the guy is a jerk or like he's not like he's dating somebody else or like there's always like this change, you know, that like people make. And so I feel like I can't certainly I'm not speaking on behalf of all women everywhere, but I feel like sometimes you get that idea in your head as a girl, like we're going to meet and like the music's going to play and he's going to, you know, change his whole life in a minute and we're going to live happily ever after. And like, I think that's probably where you get some of that idea. I mean, I feel like I've probably done that to some extent. Mm-hmm. One of the biggest things that I love uh, is like uh, these surveys of men in New York. The number one thing they say, it's men who are in their 30s and single, the number one thing they say why they're not married is, I don't want a woman to change me. And if I can find someone who, you know, can come alongside me and just let me be me and they can be themselves and we can just kind of do that together. But people like that is the most unrealistic thing on the face of the earth because. While in one sense, you can't change someone like in terms of like custom molding them to your tastes. Right. In another sense, all we ever do to people is change them. Like maybe not mm-hmm. like overhaul their personalities, but there's so much that just by being together, you change people. And so I love this one guy. He says, uh, my wife has uh, I've been married to my wife for 30 years. And in that time, she's been married to six or seven other people, all of them me. And I like I like that idea because I know in myself how much I have changed as as an individual, as you know, as a husband and a father for good and for bad. Like like right now, I mean, just to be honest with y'all, I am going through a huge it's just really difficult for me to deal with my kids. Like every night I'm like, Shannon, we should get a babysitter. <laughs> and she's like, We have to parent and we don't have money. <laughs> so like and that's it's it's real. Like right now, I'm like it's it's really because of the baby. Uh, he's so freaking needy. It's like calm down, bro. Um, we'll change your diaper eventually. <laughs> after you stop biting my thigh, who does that? Oh. Well, besides Luke, besides Luke, but um, <laughs> yeah, seriously, it's what you like to do before you go to sleep. So but anywho, like I just I just think of um, that. It's a delicate balance when you talk about like I don't want someone to change me, meaning. I don't want to be fake, but at the same time, like people gotta change you, especially the people mm-hmm. you love. The people you love, oh, yeah. like your fa- your father changed you to be your father's daughter, you know, kind mm-hmm. of thing. So. Yeah, yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Like even just in the questions that I was answering earlier, you know, like when Luke, when you asked that one about like for the twenty six year old, like I would have answered that question so differently at that point, or like even you know, like what I what I would have said I was looking for in a guy when I was 22 is so different than now. So you're always, I mean, yeah, absolutely. You're always changing. But I think if you go into a relationship, like I'm going to fix this person or like, I'm going to, you know, run, run out. Yeah. That is like a red flag. But I think, yeah. And I think that is also kind of a scary concept sometimes when you think about marriage is like, you know, you're constantly changing. That other person is constantly changing and, you know, not like, not drastically, but like, yeah, over time, like you, you know, you have, you have these changes in your life and sometimes that's like as a single person that can be a little bit daunting like ooh, you know how like hopefully this you know still works out or you know like it um but it always does you know so 
How many times a week do you just jam out to All the Single Ladies by Beyonce? Oh, it's my wake-up <laughs> song on my alarm. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not. Um, yeah, I've, well, every wedding that I've ever been to, which has been a lot, I mean, since that song's come out, it's like, that's your cue to get on the dance floor and catch the bouquet, so. <laughs> and, and it's sort of like, shake your hands a bit, like, oh, yeah, I'm a single lady. Yeah, exactly. You know, like, flashing. It's our anthem. <laughs> <laughs> I assume that you have meetings. Um, <laughs> of course. Uh, I got nothing else. Hey, what are you guys but doing? Are jokes. you guys doing anything? Are you like surfing the internet while we're talking? No, I'm like just doodling okay. on a piece of paper right now. Nice. You suckers. I'm don't, not you, Gormley. I'm, I'm building a Hyperloop in my Minecraft world. Oh, that's <laughs> very exciting. Yep. Things you do when your wife's asleep. <laughs> Passing the time on the podcast. Yeah, because this was so boring, right? I know, right? this was so boring. <laughs> I'm, just kidding. I'm just kidding. No, anywho, um, uh, I think we should wrap it up here pretty soon. Uh, how about you and Chastity? <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for having me on the show. Really appreciate it. <laughs> Have a good night. Hey, hey, it was great having you. Bye. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, I'm going to pass on that. Why did you want to pass on that? I thought what you said was great. I like that. It, that's like too personal for me. Like I, I feel like it's such like that is such. This is gonna sound weird, but like it's such an intimate thing, you know. Like I like the mm-hmm. last like the guy that I just dated, the one that I like met online. We dated for a couple months. I didn't even tell him that because I was like, I didn't know if we were like actually gonna make it. I didn't think that we would really like it was gonna take off really. And like I didn't even tell him that because I was like, it's just such a personal. I feel like the older you get, like the harder that conversation is and maybe there is you know like a place for that conversation but like i don't know that i want to put that out there in the world i'm like <laughs> but the internet just might yeah. not be <laughs> so it's i don't know like it's not anything that like i'm i mean i'm not like ashamed of it but it's certainly not something that i want to like wear on my t-shirt well here's the thing to this <clears throat> is uh sorry about that i just broke all of the radio rules uh, yep. You're not the <laughs> you're not the kind of person like you just don't like you don't like bear yourself to uh, the world and I yeah. and I, I mean that in a, a good way like you're a prudent and a rational um, you, you don't have the need to do that where I feel like a person like me does and I, I think that's not in, I don't think it's, it's an inherently bad thing I think a lot of good can can come out of that but but it's also like not the best thing in the world either so i totally get it like yeah if people want to talk to me about that one-on-one i have no issue with it but i don't know just being online felt weird to me okay well here's the deal like this is all i'm gonna say and then i'll drop it but you've been talking about it this entire time um (laughs) i know but what uh you are not talking to a potential boyfriend right now or a guy you're chatting with I feel like you're talking to my single friends who want to know if I date someone who's not a strict Catholic, are they going to pressure me? Are they going to make my life hell? And your experience is most people will respect it regardless. Mm -hmm. Some people won't, and they'll say, eh, it's over. And you're just helping the 24-year-old who, you know, wants to to get out there and wants to date. And Yeah, I mean, that's... 
Like, I remember when Luke, when he first asked me that question, I was like, ooh. And then I just was like, screw it. I don't care. I'll just answer it. Because I do think that there. That's the spirit. There's not like like a ton. I mean, I don't know. Maybe there is a lot more like single stuff out there than like what I know. But like, I feel like a lot of chastity stuff is like directed to when you're 16. You know what I mean? And they're like, sign your chastity card or whatever. And I don't know that there's like a ton of stuff like that happens when you're older. But. I don't know. I feel like so nervous to talk about that, but I mean, Hey, should we have a, a, a Maggie chastity card that we sell on catching? (laughs) Absolutely not. Actually. No, if you do that, Luke, send Gomer the picture and that will like ensure chastity (laughs) among everybody. Like (laughs) I was just thinking about that. The greatest picture ever that I wish could be the, could be the cover uh, for our episode. What is it? from? It was like one night, like, like a bunch of I feel like like a bunch of us we were like pranking people in like one of the common rooms and like someone just took a picture of me and I just made a stupid face and I was like <laughs> 10 pounds heavier because I was like probably just back from Austria and like I just looked like a mess and somehow Luke stumbled upon it and it's just an awful picture but like isn't that your caller ID picture for me mm-hmm. it's a gr- it oh it's 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 what pops up every time that you call me There was a way that you could like ask me a softball question without having to actually say like <laughs> anything substantial, then like, yeah, I would be fine with that. <laughs> All right. How about this? Uh, so Maggie, sex? <laughs> <laughs> well, sorry guys. I don't know how to answer that question. So Maggie, uh, when was the last time that you tapped it? <laughs> Shut up. That's so weird. That's so weird. <laughs> Yeah, but Luke knows your family, so it's okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That makes it so much worse. My dad will be like, I'm going to kill him. <laughs> oh, yeah, please don't. <laughs> no. I love and respect your dad. Which is why we should probably take out that part about your mom. <laughs> yeah, probably. Nope. <laughs> nope. Um, so awesome. Uh, well, this has been great. Thank you, Maggie, for coming on. Uh, yeah, it was so fun. Thanks I, for having me, guys. I think we should wrap yeah, it up uh, right now. It's been about an hour and a half. I'll edit. Apparently, I got to edit all sorts of shit out. But uh, <laughs> probably. <laughs> but no, seriously, I, it's great always connecting with you. Um, I look forward to seeing you at yet another wedding sometime. Yes. Maybe your own. I better. I'm probably invited. Uh, You'll be invited after this. Yeah, we call it the catching foxes bump. <laughs> Perfect. Cannot wait, guys. I'll keep you posted. We'll have the follow up show in a couple months. <laughs> That, Excellent. That fast of a turnaround. Okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, so you are on better. Tinder. <laughs> <laughs> I am. Just don't tell anybody. <laughs> Too late. Already tweeted it. Oh, sad. <laughs> Sorry. With a screenshot of your face. Ooh. Oh, that's sad. All right, guys. Thanks for having me. It was so fun. Thank you, Maggie. You're awesome. Thank you for being just so, like, you know, uh, being willing to roll with the punches and stuff. We really do appreciate it. You're welcome. Can't wait to hear it, guys. Me either. (laughs) All right. I'll probably skip it, but still. Bye.